0: flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Welcome all. Good morning. This is the Fire Commission regular meeting, December thirteenth, twenty twenty three, and the time is nine oh four. This meeting is being held in person. Members of the public may attend the meeting to observe and provide public comment. AT THE PHYSICAL MEETING LOCATION OR BY CALLING 1-415-0001 AND USING MEETING ID 2660-932-2263. THE PASSWORD IS 1234. MEMBERS OF THE PUBLIC MAY ADDRESS THE COMMISSION FOR UP TO THREE MINUTES PER AGENDA ITEM. PLEASE BE ADVISED THAT THERE IS NO FIRE COMMISSION MEETING ON DECEMBER twenty seventh, 2023. And the next Fire Commission regular meeting is January 10th, 2024. Please ensure you are in a quiet location for public comment, speak clearly and turn off background sounds, television, phones, radios. Wait for the item you would like to address to be called. When prompted, press star three to be added to the queue. The system will notify you when you are in line. Callers will hear silence when waiting for your turn to speak. Operator will unmute you. You may also watch live at www.sfgovtv.org. Item one, roll call. President Steven Nakajo. Present. Vice President Army Morgan. Uh, present. Commissioner Catherine Feinstein. Present. Commissioner Marcy Frazier. Present. Commissioner Paula Collins has been excused. And Chief of Department Janine Nicholson. President Nakajo will now read the land acknowledgment.
1: Thank you, Madam Secretary. The San Francisco Fire Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestry homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their tradition, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceased, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush and Ohlone community, and by affirming their sovereign's rights as first people. Madam Secretary.
0: Item two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission for up to three minutes on any matter within the commission's jurisdiction that does not appear on the agenda. Speakers shall address their remarks to the commission as a whole and not to individual commissioners or department personnel. Commissioners are not to enter into debate or discussion with a speaker. The lack of a response by the commissioners or department personnel does not necessarily constitute agreement with or support of statements made during public comment.
1: Thank you very much. Is there any member of the party that wishes to give public comment at this time, Madam Secretary?
0: Yes, we have. One moment, please. Okay, your time starts now.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Yes, Thierry here. Uh, I don't know, it's like a Christmas present, I don't know, the, the fire department, it's your last commi- uh, meeting, right? Coming here this morning, I saw this thing, on a, this sort of new compa- campaign saying, choose sleep. No, it's not a, we don't choose sleep, we choose responsibility and critical thinking for the future where is it okay so, so as far as the fire is concerned i think it would be interesting also to uh, to start bringing uh, a real piece of information that there will be never be because water obviously is the friend of the fire man normally water will, there will never be any shortage of water normally in the world because apparently there is something called primary water we have to investigate on that and to make sure that, which is below our feet, like I think the average is like 300 miles below our feet. It's a quantity of water which will be always there if we dig it, so it's gonna be the the, the only problem with technology if we, uh, what I wanna say is that, uh, well, I mean, I'm with you, it's just try your best, try to fight the technology which, which has been unfortunately weaponized in all sector of activities in our world today and uh, i think uh, that's it i mean uh, m- uh, merry christmas we say right anyway
1: thank, thank you. you sir madam secretary there is
0: nobody approaching the podium and there is nobody on our public comment line
1: thank you very much public
0: comment is closed at this time item two approval of the minutes discussion and possible action to approve the meeting minutes from the regular meeting on november 8th 2023
1: Thank you. Is there any public comment on the item three approval of the minutes from the public?
0: Madam Secretary. There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line.
1: Thank you very much. Public comment is closed on the minutes. I need a motion, Commissioners, in terms of this adoption. Thank you very much, Commissioner Feinstein. I a second. second. Thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. President
0: Nakajo, how do you
1: vote? I vote aye. And
0: Commissioner Fraser, how do you vote? I vote aye. The motion is unanimous. <clears throat> Item four, Chief of Department's report. Report from Chief of Department, Janine Nicholson, on current act- issues, activities, and events within the department since the Fire Commission meeting on November 8, 2023, including budget, academies, special events, communications, and outreach to other government agencies and the public. And report from operations, Deputy Chief Darius Lethrup on overall field operations including greater alarm fires, Bureau of Fire Prevention and Investigation, training within the department and airport division, and report from EMS and community paramedicine, Deputy Chief Sandra Tong, on the EMS and community paramedicine divisions.
1: Thank you very much Madam Secretary. Good morning to you Chief Nicholson. I know you have a meeting we do with the mayor very soon and we know you're a little bit under the weather. Hopefully you'll be able to get well in this course of the next few days. Good morning.
3: Thank you President Nakajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Frazier, Sister Maureen, City Attorney Jen Huber and uh, Command Staff. Chief Janine Nicholson, this is my report since our last meeting on Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. Lots of uh, activities going on over the past month, all sorts of uh, tree lighting ceremonies. Uh, um, And uh, we also had a police and fire awards banquet, um, American Legion Post 456, where we had uh, three of our members uh, were honored Uh, EMT Carlos Martinez for his public service. He takes um, uh, folks on um, uh, trips to El Salvador to treat um, the poorest of the poor out in rural areas. He was honored for that. And we had two other firefighters uh, honored for rescuing a police officer last year who had the tree fall on his vehicle um, and seriously injure him. Uh, nice ceremony. As you know, we also had APEC, APEC, APEC uh, in November, and um, our team really suited up and showed up, and I'm so appreciative and proud of all the work our members did. Assistant Deputy Chief Eric Arteseros-Brown really just uh, did an astonishing uh, job at uh, coordinating everything, as did uh, Deputy Chief Tong. Um, It took a village and uh, great work by all. And I know Mayor uh, Breed came by Station 49 yesterday uh, to thank uh, the members um, at Station 49. And I know uh, Chief Brown and Chief Tong were uh, there uh, yesterday. So thank you for being there. Um, We also, the week of APEC, had... um, 132nd graduation, thank you for all of you that uh, came to that. And uh, we <coughs> also had an H3 Level 1 graduation uh, on November 22nd. So lots of new folks out in the field, good stuff. Uh, we had our monthly labor management meeting, all went well there. And Thanksgiving came along and we did quite a few different um uh events including saint anthony's uh, giving thanks on golden gate salvation army turkey carving versus the police department where yes we won um not to brag but strong work everyone and uh thanksgiving day uh i did we did uh, glide and self-help for the elderly and the salvation army on powell street so it was a uh a really good day We had a firefighter from Engine 41 honored at the Knob Hill Association event, which happens every year, uh, Protector of the Year with with the Police Department. And then uh, the command staff met with uh, CD1234, met with the um, EMS Officers Association, uh, rescue captains. Uh, We met with United Fire Service women who are doing great work and with the Asian Firefighters Association also doing great work. Excuse me. Still being interviewed around autonomous vehicles. We had the Dutch media in town uh, for uh, an interview session. So we've seen all the happenings with um, with crews of late. And, uh, you know, again, we are just uh, we want everyone to be safe. And I know Chief Lutrup has had ongoing meetings uh, with Cruz and with Waymo. Uh, in order to um, help facilitate some improvements uh, to public safety with their technology, the Dream Keepers Initiative, which is uh, Mayor's program, for um, uh, that a lot of departments take part in, and I was one of the we were one of the departments that presented at that event along with a multitude of others. Uh, But we presented on our programs, City EMT, and our um, 9910 internship uh, program of our City EMT. Uh, Young people, very well received. A lot of people know about it. It's an incredibly popular uh, program. We had a boot camp for the 133rd uh, candidates two days. And then we selected and sent out offers to the 133rd this this week. Uh, and there may be a few more chosen um, from the alternate list. We will see uh, how that goes. There was an H-50 assistant chief's exam. And I want to thank uh, two of the chiefs that are in the room right now. Um, Chief Brooke Baker, Chief Michael Thompson for um, really working uh, really hard on that test. Thank you so much. And working with our um, raters, not raters, but raters. Uh, and um, Chief Lutrip and I met with them last week as they were um, uh, getting into rating uh, the test. So I look forward to the results of that. I think it was a really good test. And um, uh, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. So thank you guys again for that. Um, really, really good work. Went to a meeting on SB 43, Senate Bill 43, uh, which has to do with 5150s and conservatorship and um, uh, and any changes uh, that will uh, come in San Francisco because of this. Um, so it is. You know the 5150s uh, were um, typically just mental health, but now it's also um, alcohol substance use, and uh, it can it can be utilized for medical, um, uh, real serious medical challenges as well. You know someone who's on the street with, um, for example, uh, you know open sores all over their legs, that kind of thing. So, but. Um, But it also has to do with conservatorship. And so we will see how that uh, works and if it brings any real change. um, We need the um, facilities on the back end to be able to uh, manage uh, some of the folks that are conserved. So, um, But I know that the city is working hard on that. Had a fire prevention town hall, myself and Chief Lutrup and uh, our Fire Marshal Ken Coughlin, um, did a town hall with in person with fire prevention. I think there are about 50 or 60 people there, maybe. And uh, we answered a lot of their questions. And um, I thought it was a good meeting. Um, and it's always good to uh, communicate in person. A bunch of us went to the Wreck and Park tree lighting, uh, which I think was the super spreader event where I got my cold. I'm going to blame it on Phil Ginsburg. Why not, right? Um, but uh, that was a fun event. And uh, I am going to the uh, mayor's department head meeting to get instructions for our budget. My current understanding is that there will be, there's an $800 million deficit over the next two years. And they're looking for 10% from every department, plus an additional 5% sort of contingency uh, um, Planning and so, you know, working with um, uh, Director Corso and c d two three and four, we um, will take a look at what we can offer, but we don't have that much to offer. We run a pretty tight ship, and uh, we don't have ten percent to cut um, so it it's in the millions uh, uh, of dollars and so uh WE ARE HAVING CONVERSATIONS WITH THE MAYOR'S BUDGET OFFICE AND WE WILL CONTINUE TO DO SO AND I WILL CONTINUE TO um, ADVOCATE FOR THE DEPARTMENT uh, WHEN THE TIME COMES WITH ALL THE SUPERVISORS uh, ON THE BUDGET COMMITTEE AND uh, ON THE BOARD um, TO uh, YOU KNOW TO TELL OUR STORY Uh, WE'VE BEEN ASKED TO TAKE ON MORE WE ALWAYS TAKE ON MORE WE'RE HAPPY TO DO IT. But we also need to be uh, properly funded, and uh, fortunately, the mayor has done that um, uh, for us um, thus far. And uh, and um, you know, I have faith that we will uh, we'll get through this. We will get through it. So um, with that, uh, I want to say you know, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Solstice, whatever. But really, most importantly. Happy birthday to CD2. It's his birthday this week, so. Um, And I do have to leave in about two minutes, so (laughs) I thank you for your time today. Happy birthday,
0: Darius.
1: Thank you you very much, uh, Chief Nicholson. At this point, we'll take public comment on the Chief's report.
0: There is uh, somebody approaching.
2: Okay. yes, Chief. Yes, but you see, no, uh, you have to use responsibility and critical thinking. You can't have safety, like, because everybody is talking about safety, but the mayor doesn't want to push responsibility and critical thinking, the concept of it, through the whole city. So then you can't have a positive outcome without responsibility and critical thinking. Okay, uh, this doesn't exclude humor, humor. So I know you you are not going to like this one. Sorry. Happy birthday. Uh, But uh, there is a difference between a surgeon wearing a mask and anybody else, you see? If you are not a surgeon, you don't need a mask. That's humor to me. Have a nice day. Thank
1: Thank you you very much. Uh, At this point... Madam Secretary, we did public comment on the chief's report. We there is did, nobody on
0: the public comment line and nobody else approaching the podium. All right,
1: at this point, public comment is closed. Commissioner Feinstein. Yes, thank you, Chief. Um, I,
4: I certainly hope you feel better soon. Um, thank you. Some others of us might have stayed home, but not you, and um, I I commend your dedication and uh, your double masking, so thank you. (laughs) Uh, I had one quick question, and I'm not sure if you can answer it or not, but regarding the Prop 43 provisions, um, the Public Guardian's office has been woefully staffed for decades now, and I know that conservatorships before Prop 33, 43, excuse me, ran through the probate department of the San Francisco Superior Court. And my question is, is do you know if there is a plan? Because you're not going to be able to get cases to court unless you have the public guardian involved. And I just don't know one way or the other. I'm not trying to make any inference, but it, it, it has historically been very understaffed. And we're not going to get in, your your folks are all going to be out on the street doing what it is they need to do. And there's not going to be a, a, a public guardian to pick up on the other end to bring the case forward for conservatorship if that's what's deemed appropriate. So I'm
3: not sure about all of it. Um, uh, Chief Pang and uh, Dr. Lecoq were at the meeting as well. And what I can say is that their DPH is ready to move on approximately 40 people in January. So they're going to start the process um, for, uh, for that number of people in January. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But I can certainly, um, we can certainly find out more
1: for you.
4: All right. Thank you, and feel better soon.
3: Thank
1: you. All right. Commissioner? Commissioner Frazier?
4: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Chief, for your report.
5: I'll be quick. And thank you, Commissioner Feinstein. Um, when I was a visiting nurse in the 90s, we didn't have enough conservators. <laughs> Here it is. When you say they're going to move on 40 people, you mean 40 people who require conservatorship? Yes. Okay, that's my understanding. Forty new staff.
3: Not forty new staff. Forty people that um,
5: have been recommended to be conserved. Yes. Okay.
1: Thank you very much. Let's get
5: another forty conservators. Yes. Vice
1: President Morgan.
6: Yeah, I'll be quick. Uh, Yeah, I hope you feel better, Chief. Thank Uh, you. Yeah, and uh, I won't hold you too long. But I I just wanted to make a comment about the uh, the fire prevention town hall meetings you you guys do. You guys do a great job with that. I was looking at all the dates and everything, and I think that's a great idea and keep it up. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Thank you for that. That's all I got.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. Thank you Chief very much, Mufflin. Chief. Yeah. I know we got you have a meeting to go to. Again, we all wish you to get better. Uh, my comment is basically thank you for the continual advocacy of the department in terms of this issue of the deficit and how we're going to deal with that. And with that, thank you very much, Chief. Thank and, you. And Secretary, I believe we have CD2 at this point. That is correct. Point. Chief Luthrop, you're next. All right. Good morning and happy birthday, Chief Luthrop. <laughs> now that the whole world knows it's your birthday, <laughs> I'm trying to hold back and find out how old you are, but that's not necessary at this particular time. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Chief. Uh, thanks, sir.
6: Good morning.
7: Good morning. morning. Good morning. Ah, there it is. All right. Good morning, President Cadro, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner feinstein Fraser, city attorney, Jen Huber, uh, Marine, command staff. Uh, I'm Deputy Chief Darius Lettrop, Chief of Operations, and this is the report for October and November of this year. Uh, my birthday present to you will be brevity, I hope, um, I do want to point out there are a couple of chiefs who have been excused uh, in the next 15 minutes or so for an important meeting, so please do not take offense if they bound out of here. I'm um, looking at uh, the suppression stats for October and November, no, no tremendous uptick in activity, uh, some decrease in our water and cliff responses as is usual for the season, um, and in this reporting period uh, we find ourselves in the situation we usually do where we had a, a pretty um, high profile fire immediately before this meeting, not included in this report. But I do have one greater alarm to report out to you. Um, before I report that fire, well, let's let's start with that fire. So there was a box five, four, five six on 1114 of this year. Um, the chief responsible for this fire, the incident commander and the, the creator of the report, Chief Baker is in the room today. It was a second alarm at 5.58 hours at 975 Valencia Streets, which is across the Liberty and 21st. Uh, There were no injuries, and the cause of fire is still under investigation. The box was struck for a three-story Type 5 apartment with uh, two floors of apartments over a commercial retail storefront. The picture in his report is a a very good uh, descriptor of the event, uh, except the gates are not present in the first picture. this building has an open light well on the Bravo side, which is a very common construction feature. Uh, and you can see in the picture here um, in, in the city of San Francisco. Um, but there was a convergence of events at this fire that kind of led it to be uh, a higher profile and and resulted in a second alarm. So there are four apartments on each floor of this. Um, the dwelling space was... a adjacent to a hallway which uh, communicated fire very easily from this this common light wool area so there was fire on all floors on their arrival engine seven on arrival reported a working fire with fire visible showing over the roof line there on the bravo side which looking at the pictures uh, on the left side of the picture um, and they reported a working fire with smoke pushing from uh... most openings of the building there were also uh... THREE OCCUPANTS OF THE BUILDING ALREADY OUT ON THE FIRE ESCAPE THAT REQUIRED RESCUE FROM THE IMMEDIATELY ARRIVING COMPANIES. SO THE CHIEF HAD OBVIOUSLY A NUMBER OF DECISIONS TO MAKE WITH LIFE SAFETY BEING THE HIGHEST PRIORITY AND ALL OF THE EFFORTS WENT TO THE RESCUE OF THE OCCUPANTS ON THE FRONT AND PROTECTION OF EVERYBODY ELSE STILL INSIDE THE BUILDING. SO HOSE LINES WENT TO THE INTERIOR OF THE BUILDING WHERE THEY ENCOUNTERED HEAVY FIRE IN THE COMMON HALLWAYS. Um, INCLUDED IN THE REPORT IS RECOGNITION OF That work and the the work of the first two engine companies and the truck company um, also acknowledges the work of the rescue squad who is uh, included in these reports fairly frequently. Their primary job is search and rescue of people inside of a structure who are trapped. When you arrive at a building like this and you see people already out onto the fire escape, THAT'S A CLEAR INDICATION THAT THE COMMON AREAS OF THE BUILDING ARE NOT SAFE, THAT PEOPLE ARE NOT ABLE TO ESCAPE, SO IT MAKES THE WORK OF THE RESCUE SQUAD A, a VERY HIGH PRIORITY. Um, THE The RESCUE SQUAD DID ITS COMMON TASK, WHICH IS TO SPLIT INTO TWO TEAMS, AND ONE WENT TO SEARCH THE INTERIOR OF THE BUILDING, AND BECAUSE THERE WAS A REPORT um, THAT THE CHIEF RECEIVED IMMEDIATELY PRIOR TO ISSUING THE SECOND ALARM THAT THERE WAS AN ADDITIONAL PERSON TRAPPED INSIDE THEIR APARTMENT. Um, THE SECOND team, the B team of the rescue squad, attempted to make entry through the tradesman. When they opened the tradesman door, that's when they encountered heavy fire in the tradesman area, Um, so an exterior fire that had extended into the interior a heavy volume of fire. Um, The chief made a number of decisions on that day that that led to the successful rescue of seven people on the scene um, and brought a fire that was active and progressing under control very quickly. Um, strong work by all of the units on the scene. Um, and in the end, the chief has recommended truck seven for their work at this particular fire for a meritorious accommodation for the rescuing of seven people and all the work that they did, creating access to the building through the, the metal gates across the front, including cutting a ventilation hole that you can see in this picture at the top. Um, just strong work all around. Uh, but when you arrive and there are two buildings under heavy fire impingement and people already in need of rescue to contain this to a second alarm, it is a remarkable achievement in and of itself. Uh, the Next slide, Sandy. So you can see the, you are looking through the wall of the Bravo exposure. So the, the, bot, the amount of fire in this space and the amount of time it had to get ahead of the work of our companies. Had already burned through the entire sheeting of these walls, through all of the wood. Had already attacked the the structural framing in this area. So that is that's a tremendous amount of energy that was being expended into into the building. And great, great work by all. Sandy, next one. The chief, um, the the tactics employed and the strategy involved in this fire and the way that all the crews and the chief brought this under control so successfully um, really led to a great transfer of information we have a uh, with with the graduation of the most recent class and all the junior members we have in the field the chief has really taken his time to spread the message make sure everybody understands what occurred at this fire what decisions were made how they should operate moving forward Um, it's an initiative that will be carried out in the next year. This information sharing, this transparency, and and taking the amount of knowledge that all of these operational chiefs um, possess and making sure that that is transmitted to the next generation so that everybody has the lessons that we've had passed down to us from 150 years of uh, experience of this fire department so that 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 message continues to be transmitted. And I thank the chief for all the work he's done. I've had the opportunity to sit in a number of drills that he's had since this event and um it's 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 events like this um that lead to the success of the operations we'll talk about next week on or next meeting at masonic street so i want to thank the chief again for that if i go back to the the initial just spreadsheet of the fires as is often the case there are incidents lurking inside of these bare numbers that don't really tell the story. So, if you go to the October 2023 statistics for fires and look at uh, number nine, which was a fire that occurred at 3:36 in the morning at 2180 Folsom Street, this also had a very high potential for being a larger incident and one that would have fallen into the report. There was a, a delay in reporting. The person had to actually run to the firehouse to notify crews that there was a fire. This is a fire where the occupants had attempted to fight the fire prior to our arrival, which we have no problem with. We teach people to use extinguishers. We hope that they can extinguish the fire. But often when attempts have been made like that, that creates a delay in response, and all these factors are present. So this is Chief Rabbit's fire at 2180 Folsom Street, and again, an event that at at some points would have easily been a second or third alarm in the history of this department was contained to a, a single alarm. And the, the remarkable good work of operations in this fire department right now, um, I'm proud. I'm very proud. <laughs> um, so to the next slide. I'm gonna talk a little bit about APEC because obviously it was a very, very large and important event for us operationally in the city of San Francisco. Um, going into the event, obviously there was some trepidation. We had some butterflies. Um, but the work of Chief Arch Service Brown, the work of Chief Tong, and all the associated chiefs um, in the planning stages led to a, a very, very successful event. Um, but I just do want to give kind of a, an overall statement of the impact that it had on the agency. Obviously, at every um, uh, what do we call it, NSSE area, National Special Security event area. So the next slide, Sandy, that would be the areas around the Fairmont and the areas around Moscone. And then one-night events that were held at the Legion of Honor and at the Exploratorium. We had, we had staff present. We had people in ready reserve uh, because they were behind barricades and they needed to be able to respond. So that was a decently heavy lift every day for um, suppression apparatus. Chief Tong had medical um, supervisors, medical staff, uh, treatment and triage areas in place. Um, from the EMS side of the house, they had a heavy lift with every motorcade requiring ambulances, every place that dignitaries were staying replying, requiring medical staff. And there was some concern going into the event. Uh, you may have seen some of it in the press that. Uh, Maybe we wouldn't have staff available, but as the chief has said, I I don't say it the way she does, but everybody stepped up, and there was a a great commitment from this agency. We had no problem staffing all of these discrete and individual events with with our operational staff. Another anticipated, um, but you never know which way it's going to go, portion of the event was the amount of coordination in what what we call our emergency operation centers um the the secret service had their own which they called the mac which was staffed with our highest level of uh, supervisor personnel chief tong herself was there um her adcs her her chiefs of ems uh, simon and niels were both there and from our side of the house um, our operations chief our assistant chiefs uh, to a person staffed and and maintained that high level of uh, supervision so that the Secret Service always had people who could make operational decisions at any point, um, and I, I think they walked away taking a great deal from the experience, um, and it kind of leads to some things I'll talk about as initiatives moving forward. We also had something called the Joint Hazard Assessment Team, which was a, a, a big lift for our, our our hazardous materials companies so Battalion 2 and all the chiefs in Battalion 2 were very instrumental in these joint hazards assess- uh, assessment teams. So if there had been any chemical, biological, radioactive, nuclear explosive event, um, we were well prepared. Part of that was mutual aid. You may recall from our previous meeting, I talked about mutual aid and the mutual response framework inside the state of California. We had three Um, mutual aid hazardous materials team come to assist us from san diego fresno and los angeles Um, they were in our firehouses interacting with our staff and they were a great asset to us although luckily there were no events of this nature our membership stepped up for to assist them as decontamination teams if something were to occur we did venue safety sweeps chief coughlin's um, his staff also had a tremendous lift. Every location, every dignitary um, hotel had staff 24 hours a day to assist with protection and uh, ensure all the fire protection systems were in place. Um, We had membership staffing the city's emergency operations. You can see, right, I'm going on and on. There were a ton of people (laughs) working very hard. So we were in charge, the fire department took the lead in the Emergency Operations Center for the City in the Public Safety. Uh, We had uh, also the lead in the EMS portion of the Public Safety in uh, the Emergency Operations Center, and it goes on. We had people in the PD Center as liaisons. We stood up our own Fire Department Operations Center, which I know you've toured at headquarters and we've talked about in the past. This this was a full-week effort with our membership, um, completing what's called an Emergency Action Plan. Uh, or an event action plan, which is very similar to an incident action plan, which details all the work that is going to occur in the next 24-hour period. Um, and developing that cadence and having that work come out of our membership was a, a tremendous. Often, in the in the weeks preceding and in that week, we were referring to it as a drill, but it was not a drill. This was a this was an incident. This was an active incident, and I think a lot of our members saw the amount of work that goes into it. And then I was quick to remind them that in the event of a disaster like an earthquake, that, that, that was maybe a 10th of the amount of work that we were gonna have to do. So it was a good, good learning opportunity all around. Um, this will be an initiative of my next year is building out our commitment to emergency operations centers um, and leading into what we're, has been a longstanding goal of having what's called an incident management team so that we will have people specially trained in the different positions that are required to support operations um, and develop this kind of plan and to develop all the communications that go with this plan moving forward. So expect me to bore you with more of that information, but, um, but a tremendous tremendous wind all. So moving on to the Bureau of Fire Prevention and Investigation, which is always doing great work. I want to head off any questions uh, when we get to uh, page 13 and the huge uptick in complaints, and we get to page 17 and 18 with a huge uptick in notice of violations. This is a function of um, our, our finally implementing um, longstanding um, permitting of, of dwelling units, and if you go to page, uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you're looking at page 18, you will note that we had been issuing no notices of violation until the months of October and November. So now in these two months, we've uh, issued 921 notices of violation. So the lift for the Bureau of Fire Prevention is going to increase a great deal. Um, Chief Coughlin is in communication with the Board of Supervisors and has um, legislation before the Board that will allow for a compliance and a third-party compliance engine to come into a shop that will assist greatly with that, but um, not the best time for us to be considering reductions in staff for the Bureau of Fire Prevention or investigation. Uh, Hidden inside all of these numbers, again, there's usually a a story, um, all the addresses and the permits approved and, and the meetings and all that is occurring. Um, If we go to the MTA meetings, I I think the story there is in your third column, and that our relationship with MTA and with TASK overall has uh, improved to the level that we had no objections to any of their initiatives in in the time period measured. It is ongoing. Chief Coughlin and I are working with the mayor's office and with MTA to develop uh, guidelines so that there won't be... The need for as many meetings or any objections moving forward, because we'll land on a set of design criteria that um, that keeps in alignment. Um, but that that's a good thing for me to see in this report. Another item of note that's kind of hidden inside of the the approval of permits was an event that happened in this two month period at nine eighty eight Market Street, which was approval of permits for the first conversion of a commercial to uh, residential space. The, the fire marshal's office turned it around very quickly um, to the delight of all in the mayor's office and the city government overall. Uh, I think it's a great model moving forward, and I'd like to commend the efforts of Assistant Fire Marshal Harold and uh, fire protection engineer Siggy YSSI because, um, because of the speed with which they, they turned this project around. Uh, Chief Coughlin continues to work with the Board of Supervisors on, on Lithium-Ion Battery um, Code that will, that will hopefully limit the number of fires that we see. Um, it was a kind of fortuitous, unfortuitous week to introduce the legislation. We had four, four structure fires associated or attributed to lithium-ion batteries in that week alone. Moving on to SFO, Chief Darcy, he doesn't get his flowers. Um, A lot of work, obviously, associated with APEC. I omitted him from the previous discussion, but there was talk at the airport of closing uh, runways. There was a tremendous amount of dignitary flow through the airport. Um, Also noted in the report is uh, October was the month that we received the Senator, and her family at the airport. Um, His moose boat is finally in service. You may have heard of this boat before, but this boat is in service, so it will become part of our Southeast uh, Water Response Plan, and uh, more follow on that. He's continued his efforts to train and to make uh, training at the airport an attractive proposition for new membership, and uh, as he's reported in the past, or I've reported for him, uh, this will be a year where nobody is drafted to go to the airport. Everybody at the airport will be a member of the airport in the next calendar year. At the Division of Training, uh, the great work continues. The chief did highlight the two uh, graduations that occurred in the, that period, the 132nd class who are in the field now and have been uh, a tremendous relief to the other memberships, especially going into the holiday season. Um, and We look forward to their progress and... 30 years of great service from them. And um, with the H3 level two class that graduated, uh, Chief Tong sees some release in her field too. Um, The picture on page 47 shows a drill that occurred in um, that has been a long time coming. And yes, that is members of the San Francisco Fire Department hanging from the top of Sutro Tower. Uh, I'm sure a great time was had by all, but it does increase our readiness and capabilities for technical rescue of this uh, this difficulty. Other things to highlight, in the month of October, um, Chief Baker is here to receive his flowers. With Chief Articeros, Chief Baker um, changed our approach to our annual disaster uh, drill, our windshield survey drill, which is conducted with uh, field operations. It became more of a, um, an actual exercise, and we plan to use the, the success of that drill in October as an initiative moving into the next year as we revamp our work groups and committees, and we will see um, that drill carry out throughout the, throughout the field so that we're prepared in the event of an earthquake. Our host tender is going through its final, final paces, and uh, I would expect an invitation in the mail for to attend its demonstration in January. Yep, that took a year. I remember talking about that a year ago. Um, but it's on its way. And then there were all the other preparatory steps for APEC, including active shooter training. Moving on to our, uh, our NERT Nert was also instrumental. October is a big month for the neighborhood emergency response teams. They had their Fleet Week and humanitarian village. Yeah, I didn't even mention Fleet Week. Fleet Week was right there in October too. Yeah, a tremendous, uh, a tremendous uh, Fleet Week as usual. Um, but yeah, APEC kind of overshadowed it. But all, all regular, all regular Fleet Week activities did occur, and all of our, uh, we did report out the. The interaction that we had through our radio and the changes that were made, a a final policy has been issued on that, so that is now a nationalized policy based on the work of our Department of Emergency Communication and our DT with the military, so it can be used by um, other cities throughout the country. And then finally, um, the reserves, uh, not much of note in their report, but I do want to commend them and thank you. They've been at all of our greater alarms of late. Their membership really does step up and assist um, in, in the post-fire and in recovery and assistance with our crews at the scene, filling bottles, picking a pose, all the things that we allow them to do. And I hope that they uh, look forward to a career with us in the future. And I'm ready for any questions.
1: Thank you very much, um, Chief up CD2. At this point, we'll take public comment on the Chief's Report, CD2.
0: I don't see anybody approaching the podium, and there is nobody on the public comment line.
1: All right, the public comment is closed. At this point, we'll entertain comments or questions from the commissioners. Commissioner Beinstein. Yes, thank you.
4: Thank you,
1: Chief, for your report. And um,
4: this was neglectful on my part, but I just wanted to focus on uh, the one um, item that's included under the airport uh, that touched my family very deeply, and that was um, the way in which this department um, suited up and lined up and honored her return uh, to her home city, uh, forever her home city. And... uh, it was really. It wasn't just the airport. It was it, 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 the receiving of her, you know, a casket at uh, at City Hall, um, and the the honor was just truly so heartfelt. And um, I'm so grateful to the department. Um, it was. It was really something. Um, And I just want to, I guess we call it a shout out, offer uh, a shout out and a thank you to Chief Sean Buford, who I know is here today, and also to Lieutenant uh, Christina Hunter, um, who were, well, I guess they were supposed to be honorary pallbearers, but that Looked so heavy, I think that they really got their their workouts in um but it was really um meant a whole lot to me. I think also the police and sheriff's department who did a lot, but um you know it was really this this department that went to great lengths and yeah as as those who've been here. As long as I have, uh, you know, the fire department was always very near and dear to my mother, and I know she would have really, truly appreciated the honor, and it was a true honor. So I wanted just to say thank you.
7: Thank you for your coming words, Commissioner.
1: Commissioner Feinstein. At this point, uh, Commissioner Frazier, Vice President Morgan, any questions or comments for
6: CD2. yeah thanks for your report uh chief Lovethrop. Um, uh, you guys did a great job on the uh, Valencia Street uh you guys okay my mic's on Valencia Street fire that was a a big deal there um, just want to commend the uh, uh, engine 7 and truck 7 I, I would imagine those are two separate apparatuses yes. or two separate units and
7: correct yeah yeah in yeah. the same firehouse
6: Okay, and uh, the only thing, um, the uh, the lady, the elderly lady they spoke of, I guess everyone got rescued, but they didn't speak of her anymore in the report. <laughs> I, was, I hope that went well. You With know? um, the elderly lady, they said someone was trapped, and they spoke of an elderly lady, and then they didn't speak of her anymore. But I guess she was part of the other rescuees who got rescued.
7: Right. Yeah, that's correct. Seven people total were rescued, three from the front fire escape, and four right. from the rear of the building. So there okay. was a, a separate fire escape off the rear, yeah. Great, right. And the
6: uh, what was the Bravo side again? Is that the back right?
7: The, the Bravo side is the left hand if you're Le- facing the building. OK,
6: left hand side, OK. Yeah, I just want to commend all the chiefs and command chiefs that were on that on that site, and uh, Chief Baker and Chief Swartz. Chief Se- Segunza, and- Segunza, yes. Segunza, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I commend all the chiefs. You guys did a great job, and you guys uh, definitely uh, uh, the public appreciates you guys' heroics uh, on that site. And I'm glad they put the fire out. The, the adjoining properties weren't damaged at all, right?
7: They were damaged, as as I pointed in the picture. Oh, I'm sorry. Their wall no. and some water, but oh, yeah, okay. the, the, the structure not- was saved and. Uh-huh. people would return to their to the building yeah
6: wasn't too bad though right
7: it's bad enough
6: i don't know. <laughs> okay <laughs> all, right. all right and um i was gonna on the uh i had a few a few little questions about the fire prevention uh some of the sites i noticed uh now, you guys uh, do reports for potential or proposed construction sites as well. You that's, go over the planning, or, or is that?
7: That's correct. So at our permit center and our plan check, we review all, all building in the city of San Francisco. We're part of the process, yes. Okay. Right. Which he's been doing great work in streamlining and improving the efficiency.
6: hmm Yeah. Okay. I know you guys had a lot of... A lot of reports on sunnydale on uh, those proposed projects and how's all that going
7: uh, correct i believe it's moving a pace, and it's also mm-hmm. been a, a benefit to our training division as they're doing uh, demolition of the buildings they've allowed us to train in them but mm-hmm. i've i've had no reports of yeah.
6: Oh, they have allowed you to train in some of the public
7: housing. Uh, yeah, they have. Is oh. uh, the housing that's being removed for the projects that are listed there for permits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good, good intersection between two parts of operations.
6: Okay. All right. Thank you, Chief. Thank you for your report. I'll Pleasure. let some of the other commissioners ask.
1: Thank you, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Frazier.
5: Yes. Thank you. Chief Letrup, um, first of all, happy birthday. No, oh, thank you. And every time you give a report, my mind is blown, and I learn a lot. So I thank you for that. It's It was fascinating. Um, and you mentioned that you were proud, and you should be, um, given everything that goes on here, aquatic, aerial, the receiving of Senator Feinstein at the airport, the fires, APEC. It's just an incredible inspections it's an incredible amount of work and a variety of work that's goes on for blocks and blocks. So congratulations. It was really interesting to hear about everything. Um, I did have one question back early on in your report about you were going to be working on emergency operations centers going forward. Could you say a little bit more about what that is?
7: I can, for sure. So there's, there's specific training that that there's, there's there's credentialing that goes with working in these centers. And um, our chiefs are obviously capable and competent. Our staff across the board is capable and confident to work in that environment. But there is there are specific credentialing requirements that um, we'll be moving forward on. Um, in the state of California, obviously, a heavy emphasis for our incident management teams is wildfire and wild urban interface, uh, which is a slightly separate. Um, form of credentialing than is required to work in an emergency operations center. Um, So Chief Baker and I have been in conversation about this in the past. Uh, Chief Art and I have been in conversation together with Chief Baker um, and I think we'll we'll pursue multiple tracks of training and make it kind of a baseline competency for our, our our captains who are approaching the battalion chief rank and our battalion chiefs to just have some form of that credentialing and some expertise in maybe one subject area specifically. So as we move forward, we are an asset to any emergency operations center that stood up in the city of San Francisco.
5: I, I would underline that, an asset to any emergency operations center. Thank you so much. The uh, complexity, the competency, and just the willingness to be of service is really impressive to all of you. Thank you.
7: It's a very interesting job, and if you know anybody, we're hiring. We're always hiring.
5: I wish I was younger.
7: Yeah.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner Frazier. Um, Chief Luthrop, I'm going to give a couple comments, um, as I always seem to do. Uh, thank you very much for your comprehensive report. Uh, as the commissioners, I always enjoy your report and how detailed that is. <coughs> Uh, Thank you very much for this operation component and what you point out in terms of uh, Working fires and pointing out different fires like the item that you refer to in terms of the Folsom fire as well Uh, Great photos. It really does help the Commission or myself as well Uh, I'm going to move on to uh, fire prevention Uh, I notice uh, how thick the fire prevention report is again the public doesn't see how big our packets are uh, but it's 36 pages and i was wondering why such an intense uh, report and you answered it in terms of uh, the administrative hearings and the permit hearings that are now occurring within it uh, i also wanted to um, give a, uh, a note of appreciation to the fire marshal but all to his uh, personnel within your office as well. There's a tremendous amount of work that's going on. And also, thank you for the information on the update of um, that process of um, commercial moving to housing, which we've been talking about quite a bit in San Francisco. And um, I would be very interested, as well as the commission, as to how that goes uh, as one of the formulas for the revitalization of the city after covid uh, but thank you very much for that um, farm show as well. Uh, moving on to uh, the San Francisco airport report, Chief Darcy, uh, I noticed new format. I like the format. Again, uh, when people submit the department, there's a tremendous amount of work. <clears throat> so I always wanna know where the format came from and how was it, but nice format. Um, for me, it's easy to read, it's easy to follow. I like the differentiation in terms of the months, October, November, the news ongoing. I also particularly wanted to acknowledge, uh, as you, uh, Commissioner Feinstein, um, noted uh, in terms of um, late senator and always be the mayor of San Francisco. But I really appreciate on page 41 in the newsletter the dedication to the senator. Uh, I just thought that was quite beautiful myself. And uh, very respectful and very honorable. So again, uh, the photos within the segments, but also these sections uh, tremendously help. I'm going to move on to Division of Training. Thank you very much, uh, Chief Ma, in terms of it, the two graduations that we attended as well, um, and also the format. And again, I'm going to refer to the photos within it because as the descriptions of the area uh, the photos tremendously uh, help in terms of what goes on within that 26 pages in that particular report as well. Um, other than that, I just wanted to thank the department and thank everyone in your component, Chief throughout for this comprehensive report this morning. Thank you very much. Commissioner. I'm Secretary, I think we have CD4. Yes, Chief the Tong does. is now up. All right. Good morning to you, Chief Tong.
8: Uh, good morning, President Nakajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Freienstein and Fraser, uh, Deputy City Attorney Huber, Maureen, Chief Letrup, Command Staff, uh, Deputy Chief Sandy Tong, um, EMS and Community Paramedicine. I was also at that super spreader event, um, Christmas Tree Lighting. Uh, so with your permission, I'd like to um, be seated while I do my presentation. Please. All right, great can you hear me yes get organized here okay so um we had our fifth cohort of the 9910 program these are the interns for the city emt program they had a two-week orientation and so now they're working with their paramedic partners, EMT partners on the ambulances, getting their 500 hours of experience uh, so that they can be prepared and uh, potentially applicants if they're so interested in, um, whether it's the fire department um, firefighter position or the EMT position with Station 49. Also on November 4th, uh, members of the EMS division um, with Chief Tangerlini, Captain Kovitz, um, the staff of uh, City EMT, our Lieutenant Rick Segura, as well as um, EMT Babander, they, um, they did a MCI drill where they had about three exercises where they were able to practice um, a multi-casualty incident where um, they were able to identify p- patients, um, determine what their uh, tr- uh, severity of their injuries are, and be able to coordinate and um, triage and then treat all of those patients. So this is a program um, in collaboration with City EMT that um, I know Chief Tangerlini finds very dear to his heart to be able to practice uh, with these members um, and, and really just get a better sense as to how, um, you know helping them better understand what it might be like if they were to um, be part of a multi-casualty incident. Um, on November 9th, as the chief mentioned, Uh, the Firefighter of the Year for Community Service Award by the American Legion's Post-456. Our EMT, Carlos Martinez, who is the um, founder of the Las Castaneda Kids Foundation, um, was awarded this um, award. Um, As the chief noted, this is um, a group that he has um, spearheaded. He brings some of our 49ers. He brings other community members uh, to El Salvador to provide medical aid. Uh, to very um, rural areas in El Salvador. Um, They are actually planning another um, endeavor in January, so we're looking forward to the reports from them uh, when that happens. Also, as been noted, um, on November 22nd, um, thank you, uh, Commissioner President uh, Nakajo. Uh, We graduated a class of 12 new EMTs, and so they are already on the ambulances. This is the day before Thanksgiving, um, and Thanksgiving weekend they were put to work. Uh, Chief Lefcourt did a really good job of um, providing some of the background for our APEC activities. I just wanted to just note um, there was a very huge lift on the part of EMS and community paramedicine to prepare for this event. Uh, we started, I think, planning in about March, and um, and then as you know, the days kept um, kept coming up. Um, There was a lot of ramp up in terms of just trying to address the staffing issues and the staffing needs that were changing every day, um, every hour sometimes. Um, Chief Choker, um, our EMS uh, section chief of operations, um, he was really on the task of trying to just get everybody um, in line. We had three ambulances um, per day to um, participate in the the POTUS, the president's uh, motorcade. Three ambulances per day for the vice president, one ambulance per day for the vice president's, um, for the first lady, and then three ambulances for China. And so when you think about the number of ambulances and personnel that's required to um, staff all these units, we're talking about 24 um, 7 coverage um, and getting our members to um, work off duty on overtime to um, staff all these units. In the end, we probably staffed about Um, a third of our our people on extra shifts to be able to cover um, whether it's the motorcades, the um, NSCC events, um, and as well as um, some of the special events that were happening around the city. Uh, We had also um, brought in three strike teams. These are ambulance strike teams that come from the state uh, that was pre-planned. Three strike teams, which equals five ambulances per strike team. Um, and a strike team leader. So we had 15 additional ambulances coming into the city uh, to support any of our um, incidents. They were part of our regular 911 system, um, and that just provided an extra um, level of um, service so that if there was something that was catastrophic or something significant that we had to address, uh, where call volume increased significantly, uh, they were able to be um, part of the system. So we did utilize them um, over the three and a half days that they were here, about 23% of the EMS calls um, they responded to. I Also wanted to note that our street crisis teams also um, did a lot of preparation prior to the event and then during the event to try to ensure that the areas um, in the city were um, all the folks that needed help were addressed. Um, we also had some issues because of the perimeter within the Moscone Center um, was so strict um, there were times when the street crisis teams were requested to assist a resident or some other folk um, that's, you know, that was in that perimeter to be able to get out to appointments, um, to be able to address some of the services that were needed um, during that um, kind of closed-in period. So our street crisis teams were there for that. Um, as Chief Letrup also mentioned, uh, we also had a number of, of our EMS captains and CP captains um, staffed the EOC, the, um, the, so, so the city EMT, um, our fire um, operations center, as well as the police operations center. Um, and then as well as myself, Chief Tangrelini and Chief Choker staffing the um, multi-agencies uh, coordination center. And then all of this was just supported by a number of our captains in the field and our logistics staff I wanted to try it out too, because we used a lot of extra apparatus Um, That means a lot of extra equipment. Um, That means everybody had to be prepared. Um, All of the things that we needed to really ramp up and staff up um, all of the apparatus was um, pretty much a full-time job for all. So in the end, this was um, a great learning experience. It was a great opportunity to partner with a number of outside agencies um, within the state, on the federal level, as well as in the city. And I think um, we all learned a lot and we're going to be taking a lot of the lessons that we did learn um, during this event to be able to move forward um, and better plan for anything else that might happen in the future. Uh, so in this month, um, we had a different uh, way of showing some of the daily um, or the, some of the monthly activities, operational activities, um, and data that um, you usually see in a narrative form. So I asked Chief Tangrellini to um, come up with a, a different way of looking at some of the numbers. Uh, so this just pretty much um, gives you a little bit more of a trend, um, I suppose, um, and... Uh, and showing the number of average runs that we have, the time on task of our um, of our incidents, what our market share is, and um, our Narcan use, and then some additional information specific to cardiac arrest. Um, there hasn't been a huge shift in any of the averages. And also to note, during APEC, even though we were um, highly prepared uh, for an increase in call volume, our call volume basically stayed the same. So... Um, fortunately for us, um, that did happen, uh, but there was nothing um, particularly new in terms of um, some of these numbers um, over the past three months. Um, now, on to community paramedicine um, with C- Chief Simon Pang. Sorry, I didn't, I think I mentioned um, Chief Tangerlini was um, the operations chief for um, that report. Uh, for uh, community paramedicine, uh, we had uh, section chief of uh, community paramedicine administration, uh, Mike Mason, who attended a two-day conference um, in Alexandria, Virginia. This is for the National Science Foundation. Uh, we have a partnership with the San uh, Jose uh, University partners, uh, Dr. Miranda Wharton and Dr. Soma De Bourbon. Uh, they received a um, grant from the National Science Foundation uh, to look into uh, moral injury, and we've talked about that before. Um, but this was to provide um, some guidance um, uh, from that leadership um, and then was an opportunity for them to um, collaborate with other awardees. And then on November nine, Chief Pang represented the department um, at a hearing, the city uh, hearing with the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Board of Supervisors Committee um, to discuss the topic of treatment on demand. Um, Chief Pang was able to provide a variety of um, data supported narratives Um, that spoke to the department's um, physician and um, understanding of the current state and demand for treatment and services. Um, Our lecture series continued. We had two of them um, in October and in November. In October, we had uh, the Department of Public Health Comprehensive Crisis Director, Stephanie Felder. Um, She spoke to our division and department members um, regarding the, the role of the comprehensive crisis team. And then also in November, uh, we had the Department of Public Health Office of Coordinated Care and their staff, Robin Chandler and Maureen Edwards, and they also spoke about our partnership and work with them. Uh, Here we see um, some of the data from EMS-6. I just wanted to note um, there was a change in the way that we report some of the the data around the encounters um, from October and November. Uh, we now have a different way of um, tracking our encounters, and this um, reflects the changes that have um, been made on a national level in the data fields that we now collect. And so um, the way that we were collecting data has changed um, to now reporting it in a different format. And so you'll see, um, see that reflected in this um, from now on, um, from November on. Uh Here, we just have, uh, again, some summary data on our um, street overdose response team, as well as our street crisis response team. Um, We continue to um, provide Suboxone to um, people that are coming out of an opiate overdose. And um, that includes, these numbers um, include the ones that have been provided from SORT, as well as from our ambulance personnel who now are able to provide this uh, medication. And then finally, for the feel good section, um, Thanksgiving, uh, there was a number of activities that we all did. Uh, up in the upper right-hand corner, or left-hand corner, you'll see this is a um, collaboration between EMS and CP divisions where uh, we got together at 1415 Evans for on-duty meals. Um, captain Eddie Bird, um, for our EMS captain who um, came the day before and prepared 12 turkeys um, for all of them. And then there is a bunch of other sides and everything else. Um, and then they also, um, in that middle section, you'll see um, a crew that was also frying turkeys on um, Thanksgiving as well. Uh, Chief Mason attended the interfaith um, Thanksgiving prayer breakfast. Um, down here in the in the middle um, bottom, you'll see um, command staff as well as EMS and fire. Um, Representatives that were at the self-help for the elderly um, Thanksgiving um, meal day. We had a, a couple of our ambulances deliver meals to the homes of the elderlies who were not able to attend um, the actual event. And then there in the right-hand corner and then in the upper um, right-hand corner, uh, Chief Pang and myself, um, along with the rest of the command staff, were at the uh, St. Anthony's giving thanks on Golden Gate. I actually had a picture with... Um, Giants outfielder Austin Slater, really more for my cousin than for me, but uh, she's a huge fan. And uh, Chief Tangerly was able to actually, though, serve um, hot chocolate with him. And um, I got some um, probably some baseball tips for his kids. Um, that's my report. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much, Leif uh, Tong. At this point, we'll take public comment. Madam Secretary,
0: <laughs> we have somebody approaching.
2: to put it. I don't think anything that you said uh, can be taken seriously, or let's say your data is reliable, because I do believe, I'm sorry, I Miss, I don't want to insult anybody, huh? if you live in fantasy land, you won't be part of the future here. So if you think, for example, that you are a surgeon when you are not, you live in fantasy land, that's what, so you can't be part of the future, because the future will be with Oh, to put it, the truth here, we're going to have to. It's a necessity. We don't play with fire. So it applies especially to this commission. It's, it's not a joke. This can't last for too long anymore. So your data, I'm, I do not, uh, we don't care. So don't waste your energy, please, anymore. Okay, it's okay. It's the end of the year. Do what you want. But next year, it's serious, guys. Huh? You can travel. The Sagittarius.
1: Madam Secretary, is anybody else from the public wishes to give public comment at this point?
0: There is nobody else approaching the podium, and there's nobody on the public comment line.
1: All right, public comment is closed. Commissioners, any comments, questions for CD4, for Chief Tong? I do.
5: Commissioner Frazier. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chief Tong. What a great report. Um, so many is- interesting statistics. Commissioner, I like to... could you speak into the microphone, please? Sorry. Um, thank you for your report. There were so many interesting statistics that you've all collected. I want to I look forward to digging into some more of them. Um, I, I did attend the Community Paramedicine Roundtable Lecture Series, I'm not sure, which was very interesting, and the collaboration and some of the CHALLENGES OF COLLABORATION ACROSS AGENCIES. SO, CONGRATULATIONS TO EVERYBODY ON THAT. ONE THING THAT CAUGHT MY EYE uh, ON WHEN YOU WERE PRESENTING, WHICH I GUESS I MISSED BEFORE, WAS THE NUMBER uh, OF, THIS IS JUST RAW DATA, RIGHT, THE NUMBER OF NARCAN ADMISSIONS, uh, AMOUNT OF NARCAN that, THAT YOU'RE USING IN THE FIELD. IT LOOKS LIKE IT'S GONE DOWN A LITTLE BIT, AND I'M WONDERING IF YOU ATTRIBUTE THAT TO MORE AVAILABILITY IN THE COMMUNITY uh, of that or maybe it's just random. I don't mean to make a big thing of it, but it did I did notice it Yeah, I think it's somewhat random. Um, okay. It fluctuates up and down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the service is terrific that you're doing with the narcan and the bu- buprenorphine I think it's really going to be m- making a difference in the community So it was a very interesting report, and I love the the new format that you're doing too. So thanks for that
1: Thank you Commissioner Frazier at this point, Vice President Morgan.
6: Yeah, uh, thank you for your report, uh, Chief, and uh, I just want to commend uh, Carlos Martinez uh, for Firefighter of the Year. That's a great accomplishment, and, and I just want to reiterate uh, to all the the rest of the department of all the great work you guys did during the APEC convention, and you know working with all the you know, different agencies and conjunction with all the different agencies and being prepared for anything <laughs> that might happen, God forbid, you know what I mean? So I know that was a lot of preparation and planning for you guys, and I just want to commend you guys and thank you guys for keeping us keeping us all safe. And uh, I would like to hear – there was something else here. Uh Oh yeah thanks for uh, saving all the uh, victims of cardiac arrest I see there was a lot in the report here so yeah uh, that makes me feel better <laughs> walking down the street uh, so that's great work there and uh, the treatment on <laughs> demand maybe later we can uh, maybe, have Chief uh, Pang elaborate on that a little, just a little bit, if, if it's okay with the President?
1: As, of course, Vice President Morgan, would you like to hear that?
6: Uh, well, after the rest of the questions. Sure. I was curious about that. That's all. But uh, That's all I have. Thanks for your Thank report, you. Chief Tong.
1: Chief Tong, is it appropriate if we can get Chief Pang up here to address uh, the Commissioner's uh, questions? Good morning to you, uh, Chief Pang. Uh, if you heard Vice President Morgan's question.
9: Yes, good morning, President Nicadro, Vice President Morgan, mm-hmm. Commissioners Feinstein, Commissioner Fraser, Chief lutrup Command Staff. I'm Simon Pang, the Assistant Deputy Chief of Community Paramedicine. Uh, the Treatment on Demand hearing is an annual hearing um, on the status of available treatment on demand in our city. Um, the Health Department spoke, the Fire mm-hmm. Department was uh, represented as well as many other uh, uh, city departments and also um, community-based organizations. Our, um, our narrative was, in our observation, the community's demand and interest in treatment is very low. Uh, as you can see from our statistics, most people choose to remain in the community. So while our connection rates to care for street crisis and street overdose are quite good, we did note that our re-engagement rates are very high. So we might bring someone to a hospital because they have co-occurring medical needs, um, or we might bring someone to alternative destinations such as shelter or community clinic or treatment. And then we, did a lot of deep diving into our data and we recognize that within 72 hours our rates of re-engagement with somebody either by ambulance or street crisis or street overdose were were very high. So we presented that. So we wanted to just stress that people aren't staying connected to care. Um, We wanted to just highlight the fact that any transfer point because a lot of the systems that are in place require transporting someone to one clinic and then an intake and then intake hours at another organization and then waiting a few hours and then finally getting into wherever their intended destination is and the more transfer points there are the more opportunities someone has to change their mind. Also the more waiting time there is the more opportunities there are for people to change their mind and then ultimately that people in need don't want The resources the city are offering, and then finally, I I I stress that, and in our opinion, that residential treatment for people experiencing homelessness really would be the way for greatest success. And um, just wanted to stress the, the continuing need to improve our our system.
1: Thank you very much, Chief Pang. Vice President Morgan, would you like to do any follow-up with Chief Pang?
6: No, no, that, 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 that was great. Thank you, Chief Pang. Thank yeah, you. All right. And thank you, Chief Tong.
1: Hold on, please, Chief Pang. looks like Commissioner Frazier and yeah. Commissioner Feinstein would like to respond. Please. I, I, I
4: just want to commend you, uh, Chief Pang, on your forthrightness, because I think that that's what all San Franciscans see and feel and until there's a whole lot of change that goes on not just you know in the law via a prop 43 but you know in in our local perceptions and a coming together of people as to how we're going to go about getting these folks into into treatment because I did note, and I wasn't going to bring up, but I noted the re-engagement and the the, the notes. And by the way, I really like the new format of the report, so thank you very much. But I mean, I think you need to use us, call upon us if we can be of help um, as a commission uh, to, to, to help address this because it, it must be incredibly frustrating for... The members that are working on this, and you know, I I I see it the 72 hours when I see sort or skirt uh, out on the street, and I see the same person, you know, back two or three days later, and um, yeah, that just it needs to come to an end, or we're just going to be chasing our tail so to speak. So I commend you for not painting a picture that's just rosy because you're, you're here and, um, you know, presenting information, but that's accurate and true. And it really points out what uh, the problems and frustrations that we all are confronting. So I wanted to thank you for your forthrightness and of course, your really very diligent work and not giving up on this. Um, you, you, you've, you've since I've been on the commission, have uh, ha- had your nose to the grindstone on it, starting with EMS6. Um, and you know you're you keep at it so thank you for your perseverance and uh, really appreciate your your I, as I said forthrightness thank you thank,
1: thank you, you Commissioner Commissioner Feinstein Commissioner Frazier
5: um, thank you chief Peng. thank you to my sister Commissioner what she said yes I agree I just wanted to note that the uh, the lecture series that I attended, this was a topic, if not completely in the open. It was definitely a topic, and what you said that about the clients don't want the services that we have to offer is a really important point. I think we can all embrace that. We are all witnessing it every single day on our streets. Um, and I, I think we are ready to help do whatever we can to change that, because it's really become yeah. to the point of yeah. being absurd that people want residential treatment and we don't have any, or very, very, very little compared to the need. So, just and thank you for the report.
9: You're welcome.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner okay. Frazier. Um, my only comment is, Chief Tang, Chief Pang. thank you very much, Chief Tagalini, for your comprehensive report, and also to you, Chief Tong. Thank you for your dedication, just your hard work, and I do feel, we all do. Hope you feel better. Thank you very much. Madam Secretary.
0: Item five Fire Commission Meeting Calendar 2024 Discussion and Possible Action to Adopt the 2024 Fire Commission Regular Meeting Calendar.
1: Colleagues, in your packet is uh, the dates for 2024. Uh, that hopefully you've reviewed at this particular time uh, from January. And again, please note that the month of November 13th, uh, December 11th of 2024, there's only one meeting in November as traditionally uh, we schedule, as well as in December, there's only one meeting as of today, which is the last meeting of the calendar year. Uh, So this has been introduced. Is there any comment, um, questions in terms of adoption of the calendar, please?
5: Do we need a motion
1: madam secretary
5: yes we do all right i move we
1: adopt the calendar all right thank you very much uh, commissioner frazier we also need to call for public comment um, excuse me let me have public comment on the calendar thank you for reminding me madam there secretary? is nobody
0: approaching the podium and nobody on our public comment line
1: all right so the public comment is closed i think i jumped the gun and had commissioner frazier do a, a motion and vice president morgan i you? second
6: to. To, TO ADOPT THE CALENDAR.
1: OKAY, AND VICE PRESIDENT MORGAN ADOPTS THE CALENDAR. Uh, PRESIDENT Nakajo, HOW DO YOU
6: VOTE? I VOTE
0: AYE.
1: AND COMMISSIONER
0: FEINSTEIN, HOW DO YOU VOTE? AYE. THE CALENDAR HAS BEEN ADOPTED. THE MOTION WAS UNANIMOUS. THANK YOU VERY MUCH. MADAM SECRETARY. I- ITEM 6, COMMISSION PRESIDENTS REPORT AND UPDATE. REPORT AND UPDATE
1: FROM FIRE COMMISSION PRESIDENT STEPHEN NACAJO. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Uh, I basically asked the Secretary to put this on the agenda, knowing that this is the last meeting of the calendar year. And I just wanted to touch base on very short items uh, in terms of uh, information. As you all know, we have been indicated that we are now in the process of uh, putting the job description announcement for our physician's office. Uh, If you recall, there was an email sent out from HR, uh, Jesus Bashar, with asking the commissioners to give any indication or input in terms of that job description. Internally, uh, that falls as a point in terms of CD3, Chief Kaloa, and generally what happens is that as these interviews, I'm just recollecting from past practices, getting input from Chief Nicholson as well as HR, that these resumes come in. Uh, There's a team that we have uh, that's comprised of Chief Nicholson, the command staff, that looks at these uh, paper interviews, excuse me, screening of in, um, screening of resumes, and then there's an interview process uh, that occurs. A question that was posed, because this is our oversight as the fire commission of the engagement of the fire commission, um, and this is a conversation between myself and Chief Nicholson, and I have uh, expressed a desire to have one of our commissioners be part of that first phase interview. Um, stage, preliminary interviews, if you will. And uh, I would like to, as uh, president of the commission, use the prerogative of appointing and asking uh, Commissioner Frazier, with all of her experience being a retired nurse, I still believe you're practicing in some ways, legitimately. I'm just putting that out there because there is a process that one has to go through to still be practicing.
5: Yes, I I have a
1: valid license. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that, (laughs) Commissioner Fraser. But I've asked Commissioner Fraser if she would sit with uh, the chief and the command staff uh, in this first preliminary interviews. The goal of that is to bring two candidates as last time that we went through an interview with the physician's office. And then the full commission has the prerogative to do uh, uh, interviews with the two top candidates and basically uh, select with input from CD1 and command staff and our liaison, uh, Commissioner Frazier. Commissioner Frazier, have you indicated your uh, willingness to participate on that level? Yes,
5: I have. I, I discussed it with, of course, you and briefly with the chief, and I'm happy to participate in the interviews and report back to the full commission um, as we hopefully get some great candidates. All
1: right. Thank you very much. So we are now uh, part of the process that's in hand, please uh, give feedback on the job description. Again, the point internally is CD3. Now we have Commissioner Frazier involved with that as well uh, so that we can start the process. Point of information, um, Dr. Broco is, I believe, leaving, retiring Chief Lumpthorff in March? Correct. Is there a
7: date? I I do not have the date.
1: All right. I thought it was the end of March, I believe. All right, so I think the goal was to try to have Dr. Broko, uh present within this process so that we can start this off. And again, we are in mid-December, so I just wanted to announce that uh, movement in terms of the physician's office. Um, my second item is that uh, we adopted the calendar, as you know. Uh, Officially, as president of the commission, uh, my duties will end on January the 24th, 2024. Uh, We have one more meeting in in January, on January 24th. We have our regular meeting that I will facilitate and then we will have commission elections. So with the result of that election, the new um, president, vice president, uh, will start their uh, process on uh, the month of February. So just everybody wanted to uh, be aware of the calendar and the next process that's occurring within that. Uh, The third thing that I have on the calendar, and I checked with the mayor's uh, appointment office, is that three of the commissioners were up for reappointment uh, on January the 15th, 2024. Uh, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, and myself. And generally, you usually... I'm just commenting. We usually don't know what the status is. It's upon the prerogative of the mayor. And um, generally, uh, in my experience, uh, this is mid-December. We usually don't know if uh, our status is uh, going to be to continue. I believe all of the commissioners have indicated a willingness to um, participate and remain on the commission. And I did get uh, a checkoff with... Uh, the mayor's staff person on that to make that announcement that uh, we have been uh, reappointed by Mayor Breed, which is myself, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Morgan, uh, which I wanted to announce as uh, good news Mm -hmm. and congratulate (laughs) Vice President.
6: Did you get sworn in yet?
1: No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Vice President Morgan and, again, Commissioner Feinstein, myself, uh, at this point, uh, I know we all are grateful for the mayor in terms of her trust and confidence within our appointment. For me personally, it's um, a great joy to be able to work with our colleagues on this commission. I think we have a great team with Commissioner Collins, Commissioner Fra- Frazier, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner you, M- Morgan and myself and just totally excited to be able to do that. Somewhere along the line, I believe around January 15th, there'll probably be an official swearing in. So we're all are, I hate to use the word official or legitimate, but the way San Francisco is and things are, you just don't know until all the signatures are on uh, the paper. So I wanted to say that as well and announce that to the command staff and to the public just so that everybody's knowledgeable. Uh, the last item is what I call the, the holiday comment and good wishes that all the commissioners at this point will be given opportunity. I particularly just wanted to thank and wish all well of all of the members of the command staff. Uh, there's some of us who are here. Um, Chief Luntrop, Fire Marshal Coughlin, Director Corso, Chief Thompson, Chief Baker, Chief Tong, Chief Cavallini, Chief Pang, Chief Ma, Chief Buford, Captain Tom, Madam Secretary, City Attorney, grateful, grateful so much um, for your participation and for your support to the Fire Department, but to this commission. And from the bottom of my heart, uh, all the best wishes to you and your family and good health and enjoyment. At this point, uh, Commissioners, would you like to say anything at this point, Vice President Morgan, as we conclude this uh, segment? Uh,
6: Sure, yeah. Uh, Well, uh, thank thank you guys for letting us be in in service to you guys, and thanks for a successful year. And uh, I think it was a, a good year, especially following with the Apex Convention and... And like uh, Chief Luthrop said, uh, we didn't. We we barely noticed Fleet Week. <laughs> it just came and went. It was a lot of events this year, and I think you guys handled yourself uh, with the utmost of class, uh, with the best of class, and like you always do, and represent the city well. And it's an honor to serve you guys. It, it really is, and uh, I'd like to continue on and uh, have another great year in 2024. And uh, whatever I can be of service and, and, you know, help you guys out in in any of your tasks, please feel free to uh, get at me and we can work it out. All right. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein.
4: Yes. Thank you, Mr. President. Um,
1: Of course, I
4: echo all of uh, your comments and uh, Vice President Morgan's comments. I I have to say that... um, when I was contacted and um, an indication came from the mayor's office that um, she was going to be seeking to reappoint me uh, for another term, uh, which means for those of you that have to do it, you get to fill out yet another Form 700. I think I'm now up to two dozen in my uh, governmental services, but I um, uh, you know, it, it, it's worth it. And I have to say I, I'm particularly interested because there has yet to be a meeting where I haven't learned just a tremendous amount. I find you, the work that each of you does so diverse and done by a diverse group of individuals. And it's 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 courage, it's strength, it's training, uh, it's a fearlessness. I mean, I I I need to cut that Sutro Tower picture out of my packet because um, I I can't <laughs> just. It gives me goosebumps <laughs> to look at it. Um, I have so much respect for all of you in this room today, as well as all those people in the firehouse or on um, a rig of some kind at this point. Um, and you, you all have been so helpful in, in instructing and sharing and showing up and just being there. When they do say that the fire department is a family, I really believe that. I didn't know that four years ago when I started. Um, And, you know, you're you're all there for each other, and you're there for us, and you're there for the citizens and in so many different ways. Um, It's just amazingly impressive, and I'm just very, very proud to be sitting here. Now, we'll see come January if I'm sitting here, still sitting here or not, but um, with any luck, I will be. And I wish you all a happy holidays. I hope they're quiet. One never knows, but um, hope they're quiet and enjoyable and you enjoy your friends and family because know that you are greatly appreciated by all of us, and I know that for sure. So. Um, All the happies that go with the holidays, um, enjoy them, and thank you, thank you for your dedication, service, and willing selflessness, and willing to to share that which you know with the rest of us that will continue to learn. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Fraser.
2: Um,
1: Into the mic, please. It keeps blinking. All right.
5: Thank you, President Nakajo. I would like to say that uh, President Nakajo speaks for us very well and I thank you for your comments, President Nakajo. Um, and my fellow commissioners, I have to say I've been on lots of committees in my life and this is one that I've truly experienced the feeling of a colleague and colleagues and friends in the work that we do together. And that's, I think attributable to you and the reason that we're all here, which is the San Francisco Fire Department. And I know you didn't get to vote on us, but I hope you'll vote yes as we go forward into 2024. I get that feeling. I'm often asked by friends and people in the community, how do you like being on the fire commission? And I answer it the same way every time, I love it and I truly love it. And what I love about it is um, everything that I learn, the ways that I feel impressed And mostly grateful for the service and many of the things that Commissioner Feinstein has already mentioned Um, I enjoy the work I enjoy being part of something as I think the chief said it you know we do a lot and we're always ready to do more and that's the kind of attitude that uh, it it makes life better to be part of a group of people that feel that way and work that way so um, I will see you all on my next tour of the firehouse decorations, which is coming up. I had a good time last year. Um, I was sworn in on Zoom, but being here in person with all of you is is absolutely wonderful. So I wish you a healthy holiday season more than anything, that you all stay healthy and enjoy time off with your families and friends. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Commissioner Frazier. And as always, this message of appreciation goes out to the command staff, all of you who are in this room, but it goes beyond this as well, Chief Nicholson, Commissioner Collins, and every member within this department. So with that, thank you so much. Um, And uh, we are going to go into our next item, Madam Secretary. We need to
0: call public comment on this item. On my item? On item six, correct. All right, public
1: comment on item six.
0: THERE IS NOBODY APPROACHING THE PODIUM AND NOBODY ON THE PUBLIC COMMENT LINE.
1: ALL RIGHT, so THE COMMENT IS CLOSED. ITEM 7,
0: PUBLIC COMMENT ON ITEM 8. PUBLIC COMMENT ON ALL MATTERS PERTAINING TO ITEM 8, INCLUDING PUBLIC COMMENT ON WHETHER TO HOLD ITEM 8B IN CLOSED SESSION.
1: MADAM SECRETARY, uh, ANY PUBLIC COMMENT ON ITEM? Uh, NO. 7, I BELIEVE sir
2: uh, uh, yes sir, sure so it's the last one so it means you are not going to be in a closed session right so i hope uh could i put that again it's not a conspiracy right when it's a closed session because if the public can't know what you're talking about it's always kind of it's always the same story anyway right if you don't okay uh, it's at some point, sorry, I'm going to be sarcastic almost again. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, I, actually, I shouldn't apologize. At some point here, you're going to have to answer because you didn't have the situation yet, I think, in San Francisco when there is a fire and the trees don't burn. But at some point, you're going to have to answer this thing because you should know we have different so-called wildfires Going on around here, and the trees don't burn since when?
0: Sir, I'm going to interrupt you. This is on, on item. Yes, so I'm
2: uh, sorry. This is I'm a sorry. settlement. Absolutely, never mind. Have a good uh, meeting. Bye. Thank you very
1: much, Madam Secretary. Anybody else on the closed item? There is nobody
0: approaching the podium, and nobody on the public comment line.
1: All right, public comment is closed on <laughs> this item. At this time,
0: um, now we will vote on whether to conduct items 8B in closed session. The Commission may hear item 8B in closed session pursuant to Government Code Section 54, 956.9A, C, and D, and Administrative Code Section 67.10D1.
1: All right, Commissioners, we're going to need a vote to go into closed session. Thank you very much, Vice I'll President Morgan. We need a second. Second. Commissioner Frazier, second.
0: President Nakajo, how do you vote? I
1: vote aye. And
0: Commissioner Feinstein, how do you vote? Aye. We will now go into closed session on a unanimous vote at 10.45 a.m.
1: Thank you all for attending.
0: Okay, we are back in open session, December 13th, 2023 at 1056. Item 9, report on any action taken in closed session. As specified in California Government Code Section 54957.1 and its San Francisco Administrative Code Section 67.12B. The commission voted unanimously to recommend that the Board of Supervisors approve the settlement. Item 10, vote to elect whether to disclose any or all discussions held in closed session as specified in San Francisco Administrative Code, Section 67.12A. Thank you
1: very much, Madam Secretary. At this point, colleagues, we're gonna need a vote if you wish to vote on this item. Is there a motion? I'd
6: like to make a motion not to disclose.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Vice President Morgan. We need a 2nd A second. Thank you very much, Commissioner. Frazier.
0: President Nikasho, how do you vote? I vote aye. And Commissioner Feinstein, how do you vote? Aye. The motion is unanimous to not disclose discussions held in closed session. Item eleven, adjournment.
1: Yay.